Well, we're finishing up this series that we've been in uh, called Five Promises for This Pandemic. This is targeted encouragement for this unusual time. And so today we're going to go to the last promise. Let's look where we've gone already. Already we've talked about the purpose. God promises to work this together for good. And then presence. He promises to be with us as we grow in love. Provision. God promises to meet all of our needs. Protection. Last week we saw how God promises to secure and defend us. And then today we're going to talk about power. God promises to strengthen us. If you feel weary, if you feel run down, if you feel worn out, God has power for you. And um, I read something this week that really encouraged me. One author said, Our weaknesses are divinely intended to highlight God's strength. What is the point of our weakness? Well, it's to highlight God's strength so that we can invite God's power to show up in our lives in a unique way. So we're going to be in the book of 2 Corinthians today. You can open up to 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verses 7. The Apostle Paul is writing, and he knows pain. He knows weakness. He knows what it means to be uh, in danger. And this book in 2 Corinthians is like Paul's anthology of every hard thing that he's gone through as a Christian. And to make matters even worse, he's writing to the church that gave him the most headaches. And so he's talking to them about how they should really be encouraged when they're going through hard times. There's really one point today. You can write this down. Don't lose heart. This is kind of the theme of the entire book of 2 Corinthians. If you feel like quitting, if you feel like you've got nothing left, if you feel like it's all over, hey, listen, don't lose heart. That's the number one thing we're saying today. Let's pray, and then we'll see what the Apostle Paul has for us in his word. Father, we do pray that you would encourage our hearts today. Show us, Lord, that you have power for us. Show us that you have a plan for our weakness, and show us, O Lord, what do we do when we feel like we're down, we're out, we're done? Lord, what do we do when we feel like we can't go another step? Help us to understand, Lord, what it means to not lose heart. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. And here's what it says. Paul says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Reading just a verse ahead or uh, just before this, he says, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So when we get to verse 7, he's talking about this treasure that we have in our hearts. That treasure is knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when it comes to not losing heart, when it comes to finding power, you can write this down. Our weakness reveals God's power. He gives us a picture here of how this whole weakness and strength thing really works. So our weakness reveals God's power. And it says here we have this treasure in jars of clay. Jars of clay, weak. Treasure, Christ, powerful. Why? So that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. God wants everyone to know that it's his power, not ours. And so we're described here as jars of clay. Christ is described here as a treasure. Our weakness reveals God's power. And uh, I like how when it, when it says surpassing power, if you dig into the Greek there, the word used is actually where we get our word for hyperbole. Hyperbole means to vastly overstate something, like over the top, out of this world. And listen, that's the power God put in you and in me. 
and it's only found in Christ. It's like, it's like unbelievable and incredible and indescribable. That's the power that is found in Jesus Christ. Let's uh, focus on this picture for a moment. It says, we have this treasure in jars of clay. So write this down. God filled us with heaven's treasure. God filled us with heaven's treasure. What a beautiful picture this is of knowing Jesus. Um, it's not about actually having gold. This is not a prosperity gospel. This is not come to Jesus and you get a free car, okay? The picture of gold is meant to illustrate what it means to know Jesus and to have him in our life. That's a treasure. That's a treasure. When I think about uh, discovering treasure, discovering riches, I remember a, a World War II movie called Monuments Men. It started John Goodman and Bill Murray, but it, it was an unusual movie because there wasn't much fighting. These guys were assigned to go around and find everything the Nazis had stolen, priceless artifacts, paintings and sculptures. And so they went all around finding these things and reclaiming them. Then they went to this underground salt mine and they found a lot of artifacts and then they checked one last door. And when they went behind this last door, they found the entire wealth of the Nazi army. Check it out. Here's a clip from that movie. That was all the Nazi gold. Like, they don't have money anymore because they found a mountain full of gold. What a wonderful way to portray finding Christ. We find a mountain of gold in Christ. Hey, listen, everything that heaven has to give us is in Jesus Christ. And if we know him, he's in us. And that treasure is placed in us. God filled us with heaven's treasure. When we discover Christ, we discover a mountain of gold. Jesus is all the treasure of heaven. And his presence in our life fills us with everything that God has to offer. So we are that mountain of gold. Actually, we're better than that. We're full of the one who filled the world with all its gold. We're full of God, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Don't lose heart. Our weakness reveals God's power, and God filled us with heaven's treasure, with God himself. Jot this down, but we are jars of clay. Uh, describing Jesus' mountain of gold. Describing us, jar of clay. Uh, we are jars of clay. It says here that we have this treasure, verse 7, in jars of clay. That picture is quite a contrast. On the one side, you see riches and gold. On the other side, you see clay. Here's a picture of a clay pot. These are available online, Hope Depot, for $9.97. And that's just insulting. If you ask me, being compared to a that? Really? That's all I am? It's meant not to make me feel worthless, because we know that that's not true. God treasures each one of us. But it's meant to show, by contrast, we're just the container of everything valuable that God has to give us. We are the clay pot. It's meant to show us that we are breakable. It's meant to show us that we're fragile. It's meant to show us that we're mortal. But here's the good news. Look inside. Look inside. And what do you see? You see this. That's inside of us. We contain that. We're just jars of clay. We're just weak. We're dust. 
We're temporary. We're mortal. Therefore, God gets the glory when people discover Christ in us. Too often, we want to dazzle them with the pot. Hey, check this out. We want to dazzle them with what? What are we trying to show off? What are we trying to impress people by? And frankly, what are we trying to repair? That's not going to go so well. It's just a clay pot. But look inside. Look inside. Then God gets the glory. Hey, is Jesus the hidden treasure of your heart? Does Jesus mean everything to you? Everything, more than all the riches of the world. Or does Jesus mean nothing to you? Have you forgotten what makes you strong? Have you forgotten what makes you special and glorious? It's not the pot. Maybe we need to stop looking at the, the chips and the cracks that God has allowed. Maybe we stop, need to stop looking at that and we need to look again inside with wide eyes at what God has given us in Christ. And maybe that's what we want other people to see too. It's Christ in us. That's the gold. That's the glory. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Number one, our weakness reveals God's power. He filled us with heaven's treasure. We are just the jars of clay. Number two, write this down. Our pain reveals God's power. Our pain reveals God's power. Don't lose heart. It goes on to say this. The surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Verse eight, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. So he's describing here all the pain of life, but what he says here is he imagines himself as having Jesus inside of him, like he's the tomb. The death of Jesus is in me. And then he says, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested. So he, he sees himself as a walking reenactment of, of Easter, of Jesus being in him, a lot of pain coming, but then the stone being rolled away and the glory and life of Christ being revealed through him again and again and again. It shows how close to death he's coming in his travels. He feels like a dead man over and over, but Jesus keeps emerging, keeps emerging. And that gives us hope. Don't lose heart because no matter how dark things get, no matter how hard life is, Jesus is going to show up again. Listen to the words he uses here to describe the pain he's been going through. He says, We're afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Now, I grew up uh, when we were singing this one song that was called Trading My Sorrows. And maybe you remember that song, too. So I, I kind of, in my head, this is in the NIV version and not the ESV version. I'm not going to sing Trading My Sorrows for you with its yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord uh, chorus. But I'm sure it'll get in your head just because I mentioned it. And I'm sure that it'll cycle around and around and around. But you remember these words, right? Jot this one down. We are pressed but not crushed pressed but not crushed. Is that how you feel right now? Do you feel like life is just squeezing you? Do you feel like the stress of life is just pressing down on you and you, and you feel like you're getting crushed by it all? The burden is unbearable. That's how we feel. We feel pressed. We feel squeezed. We feel pressured. You can find anything online these days. And so one of the things I found, uh, which I watched the whole, it's like a five minute long video. I couldn't turn it off. 
It was this hydraulic press that just kept crushing stuff. It kept crushing one thing after another. And what made it even better is there's this highly reactive guy reacting to these things getting crushed. So check out this video. It didn't even fall apart. Oh, there you go. Clear CDs. Let's see what happens to this. Rayons. Please tell me it's going to be satisfying. Whoa, that was pretty sad. It almost looks like clay. Okay, post-it notes. It almost looks like Play-Doh. Whoa, now it turned into confetti. A candle. There's some melted wax in there. Okay, let's see it. Oh, now you got actual candle. So everything there just got obliterated, right? Just got smashed. It just got like now. Now imagine if he brought this clay pot up there and he's like, wow, now check out this one. And then imagine, imagine if the clay pot broke the hydraulic press. Imagine his reaction to that. Listen, that's you. That's me. We can't be destroyed by this life. We are pressed, but, but, but that press in this life is not going to succeed in crushing us. All right? The whole system's going to blow up before that happens. And it's because we have the very power of God inside of us. We are pressed, but not crushed. Jot this down. We are perplexed, but not in despair. This kind of means there's a wordplay there. It kind of means that we are at the end of our rope, but not all the way at the end. Like, like we're really stressed out, but we're not totally gone. And so is that how you feel? Do you feel like you're perplexed, like you're bordering on despair? You feel like you're at the end of the end of the end of the end. Listen, God's going to meet you there. God's going to meet you there. When you think you've reached the end of your rope, God's going to meet you right there. And it's not going to be the end because we don't reach the end. Christians God meets us there and he brings us back. He brings us back from that place. So we're perplexed, but not in despair. Jot this down. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Now this highlights the relational pain that we can endure in life. Others can abandon us. Others can persecute us. Others can slander us, but not God. We're persecuted. The Apostle Paul was hunted all around the ancient world, right? By, uh, not just by, uh, by Roman authorities, but also by Jewish authorities. By his own countrymen, he was hunted down. One time he had to be lowered in a basket outside of a city and run for his life. God let that happen to an apostle? Yeah. Persecuted, but not abandoned. And jot this down. We're struck down, but not destroyed. Struck down, but not destroyed. Do you see, don't you feel this way? Don't you feel crushed? Don't you feel in despair? Don't you sometimes feel abandoned? Like, like you're all alone. Like, is God even here anymore? Paul's writing this. Struck down means like you took a hit. You took such a good hit that you fell down. Struck down, but not destroyed. Here's a picture of a boxer getting, I mean, he's taking it right on the nose, right? Uh, and, and God will let that happen to you. Maybe that's how you feel. Maybe you feel like you just took one right on the chin and you were dazed, you were confused, you could barely get up. And, but you're not destroyed. You're not destroyed. You're, you're knocked down, but you are never knocked out because the power of God is inside of you. Hey, Christian, our pain reveals God's power. This is, this is a paradox. It's a paradox. So much power inside of us, so much pain outside of us. We're breakable, and yet somehow we're unbroken. It's a paradox. Lauren and I sometimes do these workout videos called T25, 
And, and obviously aerobics instructors are very motivational. And Sean T is the guy who leads the, the whole class. And he'll just look into the camera sometimes and he'll say, I know this hurts. And he said today, I love when you feel pain. I love it because I know tomorrow morning you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to like what you see. And that made me think, what would an aerobics instructor be like if he's like, now I don't want you to sweat. I don't want you to suffer. I don't even want you to strain yourself. So just sit down and grab a bag of potato chips and enjoy the show. He'd be a terrible instructor because he wants to transform us, right, physically. Hey, God's the same way. Why would he make us pressed and perplexed and persecuted and struck down? Because he, he knows how we're going to feel when he transforms us, when his power is revealed in our weakness. When it comes to losing heart, don't lose heart because our weakness reveals God's power. He filled us with heaven's treasure. We're, we're jars of clay. Second, our pain reveals God's power. We'll be pressed, we'll be perplexed, we'll be persecuted and struck down. We will not be crushed in despair, abandoned, or destroyed. Number three, jot this down. Our future reveals God's power. Our future reveals God's power. So it says this, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We're afflicted, but not crushed. And then look ahead in verse 16, look what it says. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So, as, so we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Wow, our future reveals God's power. We don't lose heart. It says here our outer self is wasting away. That just refers to how our body, uh, it's going to break down. It's going to break down. All right. Year after year, when you go to the doctor and they give you that checklist, and you have to check the pre-existing conditions and things that have happened in the past, you're going to be checking more boxes every year. The older we get, the more our outer life is going to be wasting away. That includes our body, the aches and the pains of aging. It'll take longer to heal, right? We're going we're gonna to be more cautious how much we lift. We're going to be more careful how fast we run because we know we're going to pay the price if we're not careful, right? Our, our bodies. I went to Six Flags several years ago and I got off a roller coaster uh, with, with my sister-in-law and we were both like, whoa, what just happened? And I've been riding roller coasters my whole life and I said, I think our bodies are giving us the 10-year warning. I think we're just being told that this is about to end soon, so enjoy it while it lasts. Our bodies are going to break down, our eyes, our ears, right? But that includes our mind. Our mind isn't going to be sharp forever. Our mind, some of you feel like that's already happening. You can't find your keys, you can't find your wallet, right? And where's my mind going? Our heart is going to get weary. We only have a limited capacity to care and to love and to endure conflict and to deal with drama. Like our heart gets weary and the aches and the pains and the conflict of life starts wearing us down. Our souls also, we begin longing for another world. So the Bible says here that looking ahead to the future, Christians were different. Our outer self is wasting away, just like the rest of humanity. But, but, here's what makes us different. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Jot this down. God gives daily renewal. God gives daily renewal. We can get filled up with his strength 
again today. And guess what? There's a fresh supply tomorrow. And the day after that, he still has more. He still has more coming. He's never going to run out of strength. I love Isaiah chapter 40. And if you're weary, if you're fatigued, go right to Isaiah 40, verse 28. Here's what it says. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Listen, the Bible is cueing us to remember these things. Have you, meaning we're, we've forgotten. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. To him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What an amazing description of God. He's got all the power in the universe, and he's willing to share it with us. But we have to wait on the Lord. He will give it to us in daily doses. He will strengthen us again. Hey, if you feel like you're out of gas, you feel like you can't take another step, you wake up and it's hard to even get out of bed, get downstairs, open your Bible, and ask God to fill you up again. And he will. He will. He'll give daily renewal. It describes life accurately. There is trouble, but I like what it says in verse 17. For this light momentary affliction. Hey, listen, we've got a lot we're carrying, right? But it's light. When, when God's strength is in us, it's light. He's going to carry us through it all. It's not crushing like the load that the world is carrying without hope, without God, without anything, right? It's light. And it's also momentary. It's just for a little while. Compared to eternity, it's light. It's momentary. It's affliction, but it's not crushing and it's not forever. This is great news. It means that God stamps an expiration date on every trial that comes into your life. Oh, you can't see it. Maybe you can't look into that broken relationship and see when it's going to finally be over, but God knows none of your trials are going to last forever. Most of them will be resolved in this life. Some won't be resolved until eternity. They will all expire. That's great news. God gives daily renewal. He'll fill us again with his power. And jot this down, God promises eternal glory. He promises eternal glory. This light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Beyond all comparison. Now we're talking about the eternal weight of what's coming. Hey, this is great news. I don't know what you're going through right now, but all of your pain will be worth it in the end. All of it. None of it will be wasted. It's achieving for us an eternal weight. Not glory for us, glory for God. When he's present, when he's providing for us and protecting us, when it's his purpose that we're after, it's his power that flows through us, he gets all the glory. It's not going to be wasted. God promises eternal glory. And it says here, we look not to the things that are seen, that's everything in your life, but to the things that are unseen, that's everything in the heavenly realms, everything that's coming. For the things that are seen are transient, just passing through, we're just passing through this life, but things that are unseen are eternal. Wow. Wow. Everything here, everything that can be seen is just a comma. It's just a comma. It's just something that comes between now and eternity. 
and then forever comes. Forever. Eternity begins. And then God gives us a resurrection body. And then we will never know weakness again. Or sickness. Ever. Or weariness. Not once. Or sleepiness. Or sadness. Or none of it. None of it. Ever. 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 Again. Our light and momentary afflictions are achieving for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Hey, don't lose heart. Our future reveals God's power. I don't know about you, but when I look ahead to the future, there's a lot to worry about. But if I look far enough ahead, there's nothing to worry about. Not one thing. Doesn't that sound incredible? Do you see the power that comes when we know how the story's going to end? This is better than a Disney ending. When I hear that, I just say, count me in. Hey, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Our weakness reveals God's power. Our pain reveals God's power. Our future reveals God's power. And whatever it is that God's using to bring you low, ask him, ask him for his power to flow freely through you. Remind him of the treasure of the Lord Jesus Christ that has been placed inside of you. And whatever happens, don't lose sight of the future that is guaranteed to arrive on schedule. Forever we will be with him in glory. Nothing can change that on earth. Let's pray together right now. Heavenly Father, what an amazing promise that you would give us your power. Power enough to create the universe in just six days is available to us every day. I ask that you would renew us, Lord, that you would strengthen us, Lord. I, I pray for those who are weak. So many right now are feeling pressured, squeezed. May they not be crushed. Lord, for those who feel perplexed, they're stressed out, they don't know how to fix everything, may they not be in despair. I pray for those who are persecuted and, and the relational pain that they're enduring is just agonizing. Oh Lord, may they know that you have not abandoned them. For those who feel struck down, they've got hit hard, Lord. They've got knocked down hard. I pray that you would get them back up. Get them back up. May they rise again and may they understand this wasn't a knockout blow. There's no such thing as a knockout punch when you're a child of God. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to not lose heart. Give us your power, just as you've promised, to strengthen us every day until eternity arrives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.